MSW Media. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm Dan Dunn. This is what we're drinking. Today, we've got my old pal Stuart Brazel is going to be joining in just a little bit. Stuart, you know her from E, the red carpet. She does all this stuff. She's got it going on. We're going to be drinking some wine. But first, we got to jump right in. I, I've told you before, I get the, the lifeblood of what I do. Uh, publicists reach out to me with all the latest in booze news. They they pitch me ideas. They want me to talk about it on the show. Pitches. And without these dear, fine people, I could not do my job. Uh, but every once in a while, every once in a while, I get a pitch that makes me go, hmm, what's going on with this one? It's a pitch that's just, you know, something's off. It's, it's, it's a little segment we do here on the show. It's called Outside the Zone. I want you to throw the next one at the mascot. Why? I'm finally throwing it where I want to throw it. Just throw it at the ball, right? Just a bit outside. By the way, I made that myself. That's what I did. Uh, joining me for this segment is our roving correspondent. You know him, you love him. The great Brad Jaffe. What's going on, man? Dan Dunn. How's it going today? How are you How are you holding out in the uh, Omicron? I'm doing all right, man. I'm, doing, I'm hanging in there. Now, what, you got a hat going on. You got like a beanie. Where Were you somewhere cold? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cold. I'm reporting to you live here from uh, Louisville. Kentucky. It's actually quite, quite cold this time of year here. What are you doing in Louisville? Uh, drinking bourbon. What else? What else should I be doing in this part of the world? Okay, drinking bourbon. That's what you do. Not here for the beaches. What What do you got going? Uh, what, where can people read? What's the latest uh, you got going on in the in the written word? Where, where are you? Where can people check out some Brad Jaffe work? Uh, just had you know, it was just the end of the year. I'm so I'm told. Uh, I lost track of time a long time ago, but uh, I had a bunch of roundups. I had uh, my best spirits of the year in Bloomberg. Uh, and then for food and wine, I did the best whiskeys that we drank in 2021, uh, in my humble opinion. Okay. There you go. And that's a very learned, informed opinion that Brad has. That's why, that's why, we, that's why he is our official roving correspondent. Now, Brad, uh, this is, I got two pitches today. We're going to get to them quickly because I know you're a busy man. I, the reason I, I hit you up and asked you to do this was because you recently posted something on Twitter that has to do with the very subject that we're going to hit in this first email. So I'm going to jump in here. Now, I don't like to throw brands under the bus, but in this case, I'm going to I'm going to mention the brand name because I don't think I'm going to damage them or anything like that. And they seem to be doing fine. So the first pitch I get, it says, hi, Dan, Block Bar, the world's first direct to consumer NFT marketplace for luxury wine and spirits has announced its record breaking sale of Hennessy's first ever NFT collection, Hennessy 8, a cognac masterpiece. It's sold to a crypto community club called Angry Pitbull Club for, are you ready, Brad? I'm not ready. $226,450. Holy crap. Now, I'm like, what, what could have possibly gone for this? Now, so this is speaking of crypto, this is a cryptic uh, release here. So the pitch, uh, this is what I'm kind of, they put a little press release here. It says that, okay, it's Hennessy, which is cognac, and we like Hennessy. We're not, we're not crapping on Hennessy. We like Hennessy. I've been there. Brad's been there. Uh, so the big question was, what did they get? I don't understand. And do you understand NFTs, Brad? Uh, I not only do I not understand it, Dan, I have no interest in understanding it. Um, and if this is because everybody that talks to you about it uh, at length, they're saying that, you know, you're going to be rich, you're going to be so rich. If this is what it takes to be wealthy in this country, then I will be happily broke because 
I'm not going to bother devoting any mental energy to trying to wrap my mind around something so, so unbelievably and colossally stupid. That's what I, I agree with you now. So I'm going to try to glean from this very confusing pitch on what exactly, but first of all, the guy who's the co-founder and president of blockbar.com's name is Sam Fallick. <laughs> Are you sure you're pronouncing that properly? What a dick. No, I'm kidding. He's not it. I don't know him. It's F-A-L-I-C. Yeah. Uh, Fallick. That's how I'm pronouncing it. Yeah, okay. It's difficult to see that any other way. This first ever Hennessy NFT collection consists of both digital and physical assets. Now, what it said... It contains two carafes of cognac, I guess. There are, I guess they produce 250 carafes of some cognac. Don't know what it is. They don't say which one, what, how old it is. They don't say anything. Okay. But there's 250 of them. And this NFT conclude, uh, includes bottle number one and bottle number 250. So they, they, it is, does say they bought two carafes of cognac. What kind of cognac? It doesn't say. I can't really see anything about the what the digital aspect of this is other than some sort of digital marker that they purchased it. I don't know. So as far as I can tell, they spent a quarter million dollars on two crafts of cognac? That's, yeah, if, if we are to read that correctly. Um, and, and as you mentioned before, not calling out a certain brand, you know, this is just the example that you have in front of you all day, every day. I'm getting pitches with NFT in, in the subject line. And to me, it's like NFT might as well stand for no fucking thanks. So I don't care what brand you are. Some of the most beloved brands, Hennessy is in that list, the world's top selling cognac, far and away, fantastic product. I don't, you know, they shouldn't take it personally. I don't take it personally. I just, it's nothing against Hennessy or any of these brands. I just don't care about NFTs. I, I don't care about blockchain. Like if somebody, if I'm sitting down at a bar with somebody, Dan, and the word blockchain works its way you know, uh, without any sense of irony into conversation. Drink right in the face. I just, this isn't, you're tuned out. You're not somebody that I'm looking to have a serious conversation with because I don't think you're a very serious person. Here's another little bit on this, in this press release, Brad. It says, um, okay, the, God, I'm so fucking confused. All right. So Sam, (laughs) Sam Fallick, Sam Fallick says, this is a quote from him. We bring spirits to all demographics. We're democratizing the traditional spirits industry. I didn't realize it was so, it was, I didn't realize it was a, a cut off communist, from everybody, certainly. but yeah, it was communist yeah. before this. Now they're democratizing. Totalitarian. Everybody's welcome now. Okay. That's, all have a seat at the table. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're doing that. Thank, thank God. And they're allowing everyone anywhere in the world to participate. Uh, this is revolutionary and something that could not have been done before blockbar.com. Do you hear that, Brad? I'm gonna, let me repeat that. Thank you, blockbar. If it wasn't for them, no one could have alcohol. All right. And we expect to see an uptick in high-end spirits investments. We feel we are introducing the younger demographic to luxury spirits and the older demographic, I guess that's us, to NFTs. It's a dream come true, Brad. It's a dream come true. Now, Again, I, as far as I can tell, they still just paid a quarter million dollars for two carafes of cognac. Uh, but a little bit further down, it says the cryptographic version is being held securely by blockbar.com with a record of authenticity held on the blockchain. Here's the blockchain. As a digital certificate of ownership. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so what is this APC? Is that? Oh, that's the Pitbull thing. I don't know. Whatever. APC. Oh, the brand, the people that bought it. APC is choosing to keep the physical product at Blockbar's secure storage facility and not trade the NFT versions on the Blockbar.com marketplace. What the fuck? Are, what, what, what's happening? What are we talking about? I don't know. Dan. You might as well have just been speaking Senegalese or Esperanto <laughs> or something. I have no clue what any of those words meant except for the fact that um, you keep saying block bar. Um, I like – is that related to Admiral Akbar of Star Wars fame? I don't know, man. I feel like there would be a a large crossover between people that know who Admiral Akbar is and people that actually purchase things off of block bar. Okay, so Angry Pitbull Club, they bought it. They're owned yeah. by the groundbreaking meme pages, groundbreaking, Food Hood Vids and Hoodville. 
they were it was inspired the name was inspired by its owner's love of their pet pit bulls ah but here this part might be helpful it says apc was built from the long-standing grassroots support of its fans and followers from providing spaces on its channels to discuss mental health all right now we're on to something because i think they're all fucking crazy like yeah what, what did you buy for a quarter million dollars also, I mean, the whole thing highlights, um, if we can get serious and perhaps a little bit um, sociopolitical here on your show, are we allowed to do that, Dan? Sure, yeah. The whole thing just highlights like just like the, the widening inequity that exists in our culture today where it's like some people are just barely hanging on there. Some of our friends in the food and beverage industry, certainly in, in hospitality, while other people have just been getting such a reckless amount of cash – Okay, during this whole pandemic era, that they have this type of fundage that they can just drop it on like things that normal people don't even understand. Like you're just buying like a, you know, a picture of something that nobody else can own that picture, even though we can all take screen grabs of it. But I have such fuck you money that I'm willing to throw it down on a fucking JPEG. Ugh, it makes me angry. And that's why See, we have that's why we have Brad on. He is able to distill it down to its essence, and you've done it again, my friend. Now, I got one more quick one. I know you gotta go. I know you're busy there in Kentucky, but I couldn't let this one slide by. And I want you to sink your teeth into this. Uh, and there's a pun in here. Brad, uh well, this one said hi Dan. National Peanut Butter Day. <laughs> Do you know what day is National Peanut Butter Day, Brad? Do you want to take a guess? Go on, take a guess. I mean, I know that tomorrow is National Kombucha Day, so I really hope that they don't overlap because I don't like to eat my peanut butter during kombucha. That's yeah, no, that's that, bad would be, that would be a uh, discordant uh, flavor uh, taste pairing there. January twenty fourth is National Peanut Butter Day, mm-hmm. and okay, do I say the name of the brand? I won't say the name of the brand, but they have a chocolate whiskey. This brand is was founded in Louisville, Kentucky. They're not far from where they're. You're there right now. You could. Tr- oh fuck it! I'll say who it is. Uh, Ballotin. B a l l o t i n. Familiar with the brand? Not really. Damn, okay. No. Me neither. Uh, but they have a chocolate whiskey, and perfect. Not not even just good or great. Perfect cocktail recipes to make at home. Inspired by a love of bourbon whiskey and a passion for chocolate. Two great tastes that go great together. Bout and Chocolate Whiskey was founded in 2015 in Louisville, Kentucky with a single purpose, a focus. What do you think that was, the single focus? Uh, to serve your needs on National Peanut Butter Day. That is right. No, create elegant and delicious sipping whiskeys designed for flavor-craving friends. What? What does that mean? Let's break that sentence down. Flav- <laughs> flavor craving. Right now, let's let's make a d- fucking <laughs> NFT. <laughs> Wait, I'm coming to oh. dinner. I'm going to go to a dinner party. I'm going to listen. I don't care what you're serving, but if it has flavor in it, I'm out. I don't want it. I'm not one of your flavor craving friends here. I'm not one of these crazy flavor junkies <laughs> that you hang out with. What the? I'm actually. What is this? I taste. Is this flavor? What the hell? Dan, count count me amongst one of your flavor averse friends, please. I don't yeah. Flavor craving friends. So the result is an approachable whiskey uh, Mm -hmm. that tastes like an expression of your favorite chocolate indulgences. And I guess it begs the question why? Why? Why, 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 Brad, why? I mean, I thought for sure that if there's any pitch that's gonna be monopolized on uh, you know, for dedicated to National Peanut Butter Day, it would be for Screwball. I mean, this is their market, for one. We're talking about, like, the famous peanut butter-flavored whiskey, which is actually surprisingly not shitty. You know, if you're looking for peanut butter-flavored whiskey, they are as advertised. This is their day, their holiday. I don't think any other brand should be crowding their space on the day that's devoted to them. They worked hard for that, to well, carve out that. the space. folks at Ballotin disagree, man. They're moving in. Now, <laughs> Now here's the thing, Brad. I'm going to give you two options. Okay. Two drink options for National Peanut Butter Day. Here you go. And you tell me which one you would prefer of these two. The first one is the peanut butter chocolate. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. I 
can't take it. <laughs> I want to be in the room when they think these things up. I just think I just want to be there. I think it'd be the most fun thing in the world when everybody's nodding going, yeah, this is a great idea. All right. Peanut butter, chocolate, old fashioned. You're going to use an ounce and a half of Bowton peanut butter, chocolate, whiskey, three quarters of an ounce of rye, three dashes of Angostura bitters. Okay. And that's that's going to be in an old-fashioned glass. You're going to garnish it with an orange peel and a cherry. Right. That's option number one. Your second option is the Ballotin Peanut Butter Cup Martini. Two ounces of Ballotin Peanut Butter Cup Chocolate Whiskey. One ounce. Oh, oh, just wait for it. One ounce of vanilla vodka. And an ounce of half and half. And chocolate sauce to rim. I think ding, 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 ding. I think we have the winner here, Brad. Chocolate sauce to rim the glass. Come on. That, well, that that's latter choice. I'm pretty sure it comes with an NFT of diabetes, right? <laughs> Is that something that's that's on the table? Can you get diabetes in NFT form? It comes with an insulin shot. You have to take it before you have the drink. Um, I, I think I'm going with the peanut butter cup chocolate martini. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. I mean, again, I prefer an NFT of it. If you want to sell me one for $275,000 and 37 cents. And by the way, here we are making fun, but guess what? A, Hennessy's up $250,000. Oh, oh yeah. These fucking angry pit bull people have that kind of money to burn. They're laughing. Everybody's laughing, Dan. And then somebody else is, you know what? I'm going to build a fucking distillery and I'm going to make fucking peanut butter cup whiskey. Because fuck you, Dan Dunn and Brad Jaffe, because we have the money and you don't. Got to respect the hustle. If anybody out there, you know, if you got to, you know, create some JPEG and you're willing to have somebody pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for it, all the more power to you. Um, But please just don't pitch me about it is really the only thing I ask as a journalist. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, oh, Brad, I'll tell you. Um, It's always good to have you on, man. And I know you're busy. I know you got to go. The crowd, the crowd just loves when Brad's on. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. I know. No, please. Please. Okay. Yeah, they love you. Everybody loves you. Um, Brad, should I bring you out? Should I bring you out with a... What do you want me to bring you out with? <laughs> I don't know. Something that's as much like morning talk show radio as possible. Yeah, Brad. Jaffy. Boys to men. Back to your Philly Motown days, Dan. Uh oh, soundboard out of control. Brad Jaffe, I I don't know how to stop it. (laughs) Help! Help! Wait. Okay, I I can't get out. Hold on, Brad. Ah. Quit. Okay. There we go. I'm going to edit that part out. Uh, Have fun in Kentucky, man. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Everybody check out Brad Jaffe at Journeys with Jaffe on the IG, on the gram. And Brad will be selling his NFT of that beanie that you have on your head right there. Absolutely. It's from northern Sweden. Thank you, brother. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, Dan. What are we drinking? Oh, hell yeah. Batiste rum. You know what I'm talking about? I friggin' love this brand. Batiste Rum is the first sustainable American craft rum. What's that mean? Well, it means that Batiste's proprietary production process from ground to bottle has been rigorously reviewed and validated as being carbon negative. It's the only known beverage alcohol in the world to have a climate-positive natural production process without the purchase of carbon offsets. Okay, you're probably still like, yeah, but what's that mean? (laughs) It means you can feel good about drinking it, my friends. Batiste rum is made from 100% pure fresh cane juice, not molasses or sugar crystals. Most importantly, it's an incredibly damn delicious rum to be enjoyed neat or in cocktails. And Batiste rum has not one but two kick-ass offers for my listeners. That's you. Go to BatisteRum.com. That's B-A-T-I-S-T-E-R-H-U-M.com. Fill up your cart and enter code WWD15 at checkout to get 15% off all orders. But if you want their delicious reserve rum, you can enter code RESERVE get 20% off. Batiste Rum is the absolute shiz. Proof that great taste with true sustainability is not a goal for tomorrow, but a reality today. As anyone who pays even the slightest bit of attention to me knows, Fresh Victor is my favorite mixer brand in the world. 
You know what? Screw it. It's my favorite in all the universe. They make 100% fresh, juice-based, cold-pressed, preservative-free, refrigerator-worthy cocktail mixers. All their ingredients are real. They're all recognizable, easy to pronounce. Lime, mint, ginger. See what I mean? Easy. Fresh Victor mixers are kosher, non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and light on calories. Although they don't taste like it. Their seven award-winning flavors mix deliciously with any spirit, wine, or sparkling water. Not only does Fresh Victor live and breathe sustainable practices, but they champion them. All their ingredients are fair trade, the packaging is recyclable, and the juicing plant is 100% solar. You get the drift. Right now, Fresh Victor is offering a pretty juicy deal to my listeners. Simply go to FreshVictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code WWD20. Get 20% off your order. Now's the time to treat yourself to the very best mixers on the market. And that's Fresh Victor. Joining me now, someone I've been fortunate to know for quite some time. Started off behind the camera, then moved to where she belongs in front of it, doing a lot of red carpet work. She's been ABC's on the red carpet. She did a lot of stuff for Dick Clark Productions, including the Golden Globes, the American Music Awards, the Independent Spirit Awards. She started her own platform called StuartSays.com. Shares her life's passions with her gazillions of followers, engaged followers. She also hosted a show that's near and dear to me called Drinking with the Stars for the rap.com. And she's currently documenting her hashtag boy mom life. She's got two little kids. <laughs> she travels around. She do- she's living her best life. And we're she gonna tell us a little bit about that. My 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 dear friend, Stuart Brazel, how are you? I'm amazing, Dan, because talking about uh, boy mom life, if you ask me if I would like to drink wine and I have an excuse to tell my husband that he has to watch our kids while I can drink the wine, I am doing quite well. <laughs> That's perfect. And we do have some wine. We're doing this. Of course, show's called What We're Drinking. The wine that we are drinking today, I'll tell you a little bit about it. It's called Viramonte. It is from Chile. We've got a white and a red. We're going to do a Sauvignon Blanc and a Pinot Noir uh, made in uh, two of Chile's most recognized appellations. Have you ever been down there, Chile wine uh, region? I have not. You know, it's funny. Um, I That was a trip that was planned uh, pre-COVID. I've done Argentina, but I have not done Chile. But it is on my bucket list for sure. The wine is phenomenal. So this, the Veramonte, they're growing this in two different regions. They've got the Casablanca Valley, which is where they're making their Sauvignon Blanc. That's for their whites there. And then reds, the cold weather reds too, which is also the Pinot Noir. And then they make it in another valley called the Colchagua Valley. Colchagua is a little bit south of Casablanca. But if you haven't had Chilean wines, they're fantastic. And and we're going to try these. And by the way, Stuart, these are... Sipping easy drinking wines that are 12, 12 bucks a bottle. 12 bucks. Come on. It's all about price point, right? Because then uh, you don't feel bad if you don't get to finish the whole bottle, or you can get a bunch and have some people over and make it a whole party, right? By the way, little inside baseball here. Stuart was uh, shared with me before we got on the air. She was very concerned about opening both bottles of wine because she didn't want to waste it. Bob never drinks it. I feel so bad about wasting wine. Like, well, I got one of those. Do you have one of those Corvin, like, pivots? Yeah, I do. So, but, you know, you have to, like, it's a whole, they're great, but it's also a whole thing, right? Like, you really, you have to be attentive. You have to do it. So if you, like, want to just be more relaxed and, you know. But I can convince hubby, but you made me feel better. It's okay if we waste the wine. We can, we can wait, okay. or we can just drink it all. Now, uh, let's, or we can drink it all. Before, I want to get into all what you've been up to and everything. So we're, let's try this Sauvignon yeah. Blanc first. It's a 2021 yes. Viramonte Sauvignon Blanc. I've been sipping it already, and I got to say, to me, just very vibrant, crisp, fresh. It's exactly what I want out of Sauvignon Blanc. What, do you, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, it's really, oh, it's invigorating. Right? I like it. It's, it it has acid, but not so much. Sometimes like acidity can overpower, but this is like perfect, the perfect amount of zing. Let me take another. Yeah. That bottle, that bottle's gonna be done. Look, she's going through it already. <laughs> 
Oh, that's nice. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. Just, it, it's got a real, like, you, you're getting the fruit concentration in it, which I really like. But again, you said it. It's got that really nice balance of the acidity there. Just a, a fresh, expressive wine. And man, I mean, I know it's cold right now outside in a lot of places, so it's not necessarily Sauvignon Blanc weather. But this is the kind of thing where come spring and summer, boy, on a on a warm day, just sitting out with a nice cold glass of this delicious i do feel i'm a sauvignon blanc drinker like if i'm gonna drink a white wine this is usually my go-to i drink it all winter long and also if you live in southern california like we're always drinking our cold chilled white wines let's be honest yeah we're lucky we are lucky and this (laughs) yo and and i know this is going to mean something to you this is a a totally organically farmed vineyard certified sustainable they, in fact, the uh, Veramonte was involved, and I watched it. Uh, this really cool uh, documentary called "Kiss the Ground," which was uh, which was narrated by Woody Harrelson, and it basically talks about soil and the shit that they yeah. put in soil, the pesticides, the fertilizer, all that stuff, and how that also plays a big role in global warming. Uh, Veramonte was a sponsor of that, so they're very into the environment. And do you feel that way, Stuart, when you're drinking? Like, I like to feel good about what I'm drinking, right? I do. And I also learned on our recent wine country trip uh, in Paso Robles that a lot of wineries were just throwing organic on everything on their labels and they were not. So the fact that, you know, they have taken the steps to truly be organic, that's really important. Means something. Yeah. Now, for sure. We're not just going to talk wine. We're going to talk. I was trying to remember. You and I met, man, it was a long time ago. I I I yeah. remember I have a photo of you and I. It could have been I, like 10 years ago, maybe, like legit. Weren't you doing a show with Stephanie? You were doing a show with somebody? Yes. So we were, we had a Dirty and 30. And it was That's one of those things where right. it was like a platform. And it was like a website, a blog before like everyone with a cell phone had a blog. You know what I mean? It was much more like a website blog, which is kind of like the trendy word. But we were doing weekly comedy shows. We sold a pilot to CW. Um, so we were doing lots of stuff. And it's funny because some of the comedians that would do our weekly show, we did it over at Formosa Cafe. I'm sure you've been there a bunch. Sure. But like a lot of them that they were like up and coming in the business. And I get like so proud because I'll see them like in movies, like doing major things, like, you know, leading TV series. And I'm like, yeah, like I love it when people that you meet in this industry that are cool and deserve it. You see them achieve success. It's like the best feeling. Well, thank you. You're you're talking about, you're talking about me, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, I love to just drink a glass of wine and bask in your success. I am a, I am a staggering success. Uh, But no, I remember, I think we did it for my old Sirius XM show. Was that what it was or? Yes. Yeah. And I remember we made like something hilarious. I want to say it was like, cream sickle vodka oj <laughs> like it was like something that like a tween would want to drink but we drank it earlier in the in the episode uh today i was talking to my we had my one of our friends uh, brad jaffe on and we were i do this segment called outside the zone you know you get pitches right so yes yeah. every once in a while you get a pitch that just stops you in your tracks and you go what the fuck is this right you know like what yeah. are they pitching and and who taught them the english language the whiskey they sent was a peanut butter and chocolate flavored whiskey. That was what the pitch was for. Okay. Uh, what are, What are your thoughts on that kind of stuff? Like, you know, it's funny because, okay. So my husband, for example, like he still drinks Jack Daniels. I get him Knobs Creek. I get him four roses. I get him Johnny Walker. I mean, like I am trying the man only likes Jack Daniels and he drinks it with Diet Coke. I'm like, babe, you're drinking a skinny bitch. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, you're like a grown man. Uh, his favorite thing is chocolate peanut butter. So I feel like if there was he a would demographic like this. for this whiskey, he would like this. And maybe he would actually drink it on the rocks. Cause like, I'm going, why do you have to, it's either Diet Coke or Diet Dr. Pepper but maybe he could drink this just on the rocks and that would just be the, the he way He is was. the target audience for them. All right, well, make sure yes. you tell him when this episode goes up that he's got to listen to the beginning because we actually gave two recipes. <laughs> One was a peanut butter chocolate cup martini where you okay. where you 
rim the glass with chocolate sauce. I think you need to make that that drink, and he'll be That's he'll a be thrilled. On dessert, yeah, yeah. It's made with that whiskey and vanilla vodka and okay. something else. So maybe you need to maybe you need to have a party. Did you pop some like half and half in there, Dan? Oh my god, no, no. <laughs> There is half and half in it. I swear to God, that's the recipe. I just, yeah, it was it was I'm the whiskey. Aware. It was the whiskey, the vanilla vodka, and half and half. Wait a minute, did you get the same pitch? <laughs> no, I didn't. Actually, I didn't. But you saying that, like, I started something on my TikTok, um, and it's, I'm the same as you. It's like I never want to throw anyone under the bus, or um, I've just started kind of saying, like, look what I got in this PR package. Um, and in the same week, I got hot sauce for my coffee. Which is someone like I constantly fight acid reflux. So I was like, this is not for me. Like, I don't wake up in the morning and be like, you know what would make this coffee better? Hot sauce. Wait, wait, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. Hot sauce for your coffee. Who, what is this? For your coffee. And then in the same package, I got labia lotion. So lotion literally for your labia. Is it hot sauce for your labia? Because that sounds (laughs) painful. That that really sounds and painful. And I was like, is that something that we need? Like, how many girls are up in there lotioning their, like, labia? Like, usually if you put your lotion on, you know, you go up the upper thigh. You get, but I was like, wow. So I'm very curious to see how that product does, if that is something that women feel that they are missing in their skincare routine. Labia lotion. Labia lotion. It has it rolls uh, off the tongue, doesn't it? Let me know. I don't. I don't have TikTok, but if you're doing that video, let me know when that one's going up because I might have to join TikTok <laughs> to watch you do the labia lotion. Uh, I just read something in the speaking of hot sauce. Apparently, Drake puts hot sauce in his condoms. Ooh, that doesn't sound pleasant. Nothing about that sounds pleasant. No, that just sounds like a recipe for UTI instantly. Well, in the condom. For everyone involved. In the, con- in the condom. So I'm like, everyone involved. I don't want any, uh, you know, there's this thing, I, I don't know, Cosmo must have wrote an article about it years ago where women would do like mint or something, like something like, and then give you, you know, give you a blowjob, right? And and right. I, it's not pleasant. It's It stings. It burns. I don't want anything. It's not, not hot idea. sauce. No hot sauce in the no. condom. Can we say this right now? No. Can we go on the record? If you were if you were single and you were dating and you met a guy and you're about to do it and you're getting ready to do it and the guy says, "Hold on, I got to go get some Tabasco to put in this condom." What what are you I'm thinking in there. that you're out? You're not thinking maybe I'm out of there. Nope. Nope. <laughs> that's that's not like Beyoncé who's like, "I got hot sauce in my bag and she's putting it on food." No, this is totally different. I'm out of there. Because that's only the beginning of Lord knows what else. Have you ever had anything super weird like that? Like where, you know, where you're just like, what? I don't, I need to leave. No, I mean, probably the only weirdest thing was just like, I mean, it was still PG. Honestly, I left immediately because I knew that if if this is just a, a foreshadowing of how the rest of this would go. There was no kissing. It was like licking of the face, like like a dog, like full on licking, like like a golden retriever. Would so you meet face. this guy, and his move is he comes in for the kiss, but instead of the kiss, he begins licking your face. Yes, and what was so disappointing was you know how hard it is to meet like quality people in LA, right? So like we had a great dinner, like stimulating conversation. He's really interesting had a lot going on and there was kind of like that in the night kiss where you're like, is this like the fairy tale moment? It's like, nope, <laughs> this is a romantic comedy, unfortunately. <laughs> Do you think that move ever works for him? Like a woman just like, God, well, he my the way he licked my like, face. Is, is that how he kisses? Because you know, he was really attractive. So sometimes I feel like people that are attractive, like maybe they make mistakes and then no one has just told him, you know? And I was kind of like, what are you doing? And he was like, we're kissing. I'm like, are we though? And then, (laughs) (laughs) and then I thought I was like, clearly this man thinks he's doing something. He's doing a good job and he's not. And only other women were not telling him. And so then this is, Okay. He was in his thirties. Yeah. It, it was. I got you on this, and I want to be careful what I say because I don't want to upset anybody. But I went. I met somebody 
during, you know, it somewhat recently within the last okay. during COVID. And mm-hmm. she was great. And we went out. We had a wonderful dinner. It was awesome. Ended up back at my house. Couldn't kiss. And I, and she, she was in her, and she was in her thirties. And when I say Ugh. when I say couldn't kiss, it was like someone had taken a, a turn thing, a turnkey, and just tightened her lip. Her lips were really tight. Oh. It was really there was no passion. It to the point where you when you were saying well, like someone has to tell her yeah how could she have not learned how to kiss like remember when you're a kid remember when you're a kid right when you first like you do that thing where you open your mouth like you're trying to swallow each other's heads right and then you learn or you kiss your hand but eventually you learn like all right let's not swallow like let's not swallow our faces and you learn how to kiss yeah she never learned how to and and, i mean it was shockingly bad oh did she open her mouth or no she was like this like it was like the old Hollywood kiss where they don't actually, but it was right. weird. it was like, it was almost like it repulsed her kissing. Now, maybe that was just me. Ooh. It could have been me, but I just remember at the well, end of the night going, I mean, of course you know I, she's not doing oral sex if that's how she kisses. Well, I don't want to get too graphic in this, uh, in this episode of the show, but let's just say I, yeah, that wasn't uh, good either. Uh, no, I, of course I slept with her. I'm a guy. I mean, I not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let them not kissing disqualify that. I still slept with her. That's but, so funny because I thought you were like done. Oh no, like, no. Like, Let's see if this gets better. No, no guy's gonna be like, yeah, no. It would take a lot. It would take. She would have had to like headbutt me or something before I'd be like, yeah, let's not. Oh, and even then I'd probably like, that's kind of hot. Let's still sleep together. Even though you, <laughs> you broke my nose, but let's do it. We've come this far. Well, here's the thing. And, and since we're, we're down this rabbit hole now, I feel bad for women because women have it so much worse than men in that. When I said to you earlier, have you had anything? Now you had the guy lick your face, but even on a more intimate thing, I can't really remember any time where I was like, Oh, the genitalia area where you're like, oh, there's something wrong, right? There just isn't. Yeah. Like, women have different things, but for the most part, you know what you're getting. Women, though, with guys, and I've heard this story from a lot of female friends where they're like, I'm into this guy, because you said that guy, you were attracted to him, but he licked your face. So you got out good before before it got to that point, but I've had numerous women, uh, female friends of mine that have said, they meet a guy, they're into him, things get hot and heavy, drops his pants, it's it's a, it's a mushroom cap, you can't see anything else, like it's tiny, or it's too big, yeah. it's too big, or it tilts too far to the right, or it tilts too far to the left, or it doesn't work, or, you know, there's so many things that can go wrong, that can be wrong with a guy, that I feel bad for a woman, because you, you put in the time, you go on the date, you're like into this dude, and he has a micro penis. It's very um, sex in the city. It's like, you know, I've been married for almost 12 years, which is crazy. Like, I can't even believe that. But I like, listen, I was with my girlfriend, actually, on Christmas Day, she came out with um, me and my family. And, you know, we were just talking about how through COVID, she's been like steadily dating. And, and this one guy, she found out like she really liked him and then found out he was doing porn. But not only was he doing porn, he was doing gay porn. So, and it was something that he never brought up to her. And I'm like, well, why don't you say something? She's like, well, I can't say anything because then he's going to know that I stalked him online and found this stuff out. And I was just sitting there going, I am so glad I don't have to deal with this. And I was talking with my husband as well. And just, you know, like we both, like all of our friends in LA are single, like, let's be honest, like they are. And just some of the stories that they have about like dating the girls. And I'm just like, it is rough out there, but I will say my biggest thing, and and I'm sure that you find this too, Dan, that like, you know, as women get older, right. And let's say they're a career woman and they're working hard and like they're successful and they're doing their job. It, it's the same with men, right? Everyone gets more and more set in their ways. They're not malleable. And I feel like part of like being in a relationship is you, you have to be not just about yourself, you have to put other the other person first and like think about them and change your ways and grow together. And as you get older, it's really 
hard and yeah. that never goes away my husband does stuff I like have a list I'm actually gonna start a TikTok series of things that my husband does that annoy me like he will just be you know we've both been working from home and all day long he's on conference calls because that's his job and every time he gets on a call right before he gets on the call he's like I'm hopping on a call and like screams it through the whole house and I'm like no one cares <laughs> like, just take the call just take the call I would call all day too. I don't tell you every time. It's just like those little things that like some of my girlfriends will just nitpick to the point where it's like, is that really your complaint? Like one of my friends met the perfect guy, but he smokes cigars and that was a deal breaker. I'm like, just see if he can smoke less cigars. Like I used to be hung up more on that stuff when I was younger. Um, yeah. I well, think be- women get worse as they get older. I Well, because when I was younger... Trying to think of a way to say this without sounding like a dick. I, you know, I met a lot of women. I would get, I would say that, right? And so when you're younger, yeah. you're just like, who fucking cares? Like, I, there's a million women. I'll just meet them. So I would find, and I had a lot of baggage. I was like Mariah Carey on Safari, right? That's how much baggage I had. <laughs> so I would, in, I would sabotage the relationships, but it would always be something little. Now the older I've gotten, now I'm like, eh, you know, if I'm with somebody, I'm like, I'll put up with that because you know, if I meet yeah. somebody who's worthwhile. Um, but yeah, I would. I had really, I would end relationship. Well, I remember one time I had a girlfriend that I really was into, but she made a really weird face when she was having an orgasm and, and I couldn't focus on anything other than the face that she would make. She would like, uh, like this. And it was like, it looked weird to me. So then I was like, oh, I almost didn't want her to come because I'm like, then she's going to make that face. And then that's all I'm going to. Hold on, let me grab this towel. Can I just put this pillow over your face? What? Yeah, no, I, God, I'm an awful person. Let's move on to the red wine before I get myself in trouble. (laughs) And by the way, uh, Stuart, any of these uh, crazy uh, uh, nitpicking single friends of yours that are attractive, I'll take my chances. You bring them, you bring them on. Listen, here's, I think one of the main things that um, I'm learning is like people will in relationships before even talking to the person about what the problem is, or they just in them, they just throw in the towel. Like it might be an uncomfortable conversation. Obviously an orgasm phase that you, you that's hard to what are you going to do? Cause you're going to ruin the orgasm. Right. But things like smoking of cigars, just certain habits, like talk about it. That brings up an interesting point. There are certain things you can talk through, but there are certain things you cannot talk through. Yes. You cannot say to a woman, you make a, a goofy face when you have an orgasm. It's done, right? You just can't do it. Yeah. That's a deal breaker. There isn't. There's just no way, right? You can't go, excuse me. She'll never not think about the fact that you said that. She'll never be able to So you have to end go. it. You have to end it. Same yeah. thing if you, like, if you yeah. met a guy, if you met a guy, you're single, you meet a guy, and he's got a tiny dick, like, really tiny. You can't tell him. You can't say that's why. No. You can't. Because it'll, it'll break their heart. Like, that's. that's he knows. They can't. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. He, it's hard. It's, it's like a delicate balance, right? It's like you need transparency on some things. Other things, you know, will just ruin the person and they'll never not think about what you said to them. And you just got to come up with a different reason and end it. Dating is so funny. In fact, last time I saw you, you and I ran into each other at an event. You were on a date. I was yeah. on a date, right? Here's the funniest thing about this. I'm on the date. And I think I might even have said this to you. I wasn't necessarily feel. I wasn't vibing on the date. I was like, eh, yeah, it was fine. She was fine, but I wasn't really feeling it. And then we let la- you left, and then she and I went to another bar, and then she left. But it was fine, I guess. But then I texted her, and I was like, hey, I had a really good time, and you know, thanks for coming to Venice, and you know, and she wrote me back, and she said, yeah, it was great, but hey, I just want to be upfront. I don't really feel like there was romantic chemistry, but if you want to remain friends, we can remain friends, which is exactly what I was thinking. Amazing. But the fact that she said that to me, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> my ego, I was like, I was going to say that. What? What do you mean? And then I was like, oh my God, I can't yeah. believe she doesn't like me. And then I was like, how can I make her like me? Well, what can I do? Is there a way to like possibly salvage this thing that I don't want to happen? But I just don't want yeah. her to, I don't want her to be the one saying it shouldn't happen. Did she go out with you again? Did no. you pursue it? No, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I, I'm done. I give up. Yeah. Let's talk about this Pinot Noir. <laughs> it's a yes. 2018. This is the Viramonte 2018 Pinot Noir. Again, organic. This is 100% Pinot Noir. 
And let's at 14 and a half percent alcohol on this. Let's let's give it a try. Mm. 12 bucks. Stuart, this is that's crazy for 12 bu- bucks. This is a great thing. And that's a that's a nice uh, alcohol percentage going on there as well. It's a little high. I mean, that that's California that's right there. High. I mean, that that's California yeah. level uh, alcohol, but it is 14.5 percent. This is I'm going to say this. I mean, if you're having a party. And you need to buy a bunch of wine in bulk, and you but you want people to be. I think this is a great this is a great one for that. It is. This is the first time I've had this wine. I haven't, you know, a uh, friend of mine in the business. Said, I mean, it's vegan. It's vegan too. Yeah, it says vegan. Organic. That's important, especially in uh, Los Angeles. That's right. Now let's uh, before I let you go, I want to get. So what do you got going on now? You got the TikTok. You're doing the dances. I see you dancing on the. Videos. All the social media stuff, you know, it's so funny. Like I learned, I spent so much time growing and promoting like other people. Like when I worked at ABC, when I worked at NBC, you're always like promoting their show, their content. And when I was hired to host a red carpet, it was like the first streaming red carpet show for the American Music Awards. We're talking like 2009. Okay. 2000 and freaking nine. And then my co-host was a YouTuber. And I'm like, what is a YouTuber? What does that mean? You know? And then I looked it up at like these videos and like what they were doing and the fact that they were growing their own audience and how excited the producers were. And then when we did the live stream, you know, their fans are in there commenting. And I was like, okay, I need to do this. Like I need to build my audience. And as you know, it's smart because it doesn't matter where you go. Dan, you can host a show here. You can start a podcast here. You can host a radio show. Buyers want to know that if they invest in you, you're bringing a following, right? So I just continue to like work on that, grow on, you know, grow that, uh, grow the following. And it was also scary because when I, uh, I, I just been, I hosted that show for like two and a half years drinking with the stars. And then I was contracted and I was producing all this stuff for like Anheuser-Busch and Stella Artois. I'm over at the Sun Valley Film Festival. I'm over at Sundance. And it's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm ready to have a baby. I'm going to get pregnant. I'm not going to work. But let me tell you the business of baby, that is a business. <laughs> Pregnancy's in, babies are in. So I started growing like this whole different following and it's been really awesome to connect with like other moms and other parents. And it's just your whole life changes. Like I knew that before, but once you experience, you're just a completely different person and uh, you have to prioritize things. I don't like the term mom juice for wine. Like you get on a flight in and I remember like we had just one child. Now we have two, but he was like tantruming the flight attendants. Like, do you want some mommy juice? I was like, excuse me, mommy juice. <laughs> you know what I did want some I did but you know it's the uh, social media especially during uh COVID like I didn't even have a TikTok I started TikTok just for fun and I think social media has been so wonderful as we aren't able to spend as much face time together and it's been great I've been getting opportunities through social media that I wasn't getting before I'm working on the show on KTLA called LA Unscripted I'm like live hosting really cool things on Zoom like we are you here got, you, got a, lot, you got a lot of stuff going on I'm, I'm watching you So like- it's just like you know what so many people are like this sucks it's I made a decision like last year like let's just focus on the positive this all sucks for everybody having two small children having a husband working from home all of us working from home all of that sucks but somebody always has it worse so it's like let's just focus on the positive so what you're saying is you want to build your audience see this is my problem I insult my audience you got to build in it in fact right now any of you listening I think you're a bunch of dicks that's what I think no <laughs> You're saying I shouldn't say this stuff. Anybody that's listening, I'm like Groucho Marx. Any club that'll have me, I don't want to be a member. So I kind of feel like anybody that's listening to my show, there's there's, there's got to be something wrong with them. There's a screw loose because they're no, listening. No, but that's part of your brand. Somebody wants to be like, like hate watching. Like they, they, some people thrive on that negative reinforcement. So there's a, there's a niche audience for you, Dan. That's me. Irish Catholic from Philly, raised by a bipolar mother and an alcoholic father. I thrive on the negativity. Yes, bring it on. You turned out amazing. Oh, you look are at who oh, you are because of that. Go on. You like the wine? Look at this. Let's have a cheers here. It's really I good. To, it's, it's really too- good to see you. By the way, boom. Here we go. I know my hubby's gonna love this. I know. We'll have to do more in-person hangs. And congrats on everything. And uh, I'll have to go through uh, 
my girlfriend and be like, who would he like, but I won't be embarrassed to set him up with. Cause the only thing about setting your friends up is if something goes wrong, you never, you will never hear the end of it. You hear about, I set someone up 15 years ago. I still hear about it. Let me say this up front. I have a micro penis. <laughs> my dick is this tiny. I'll put that it's in the like pitch. this, but yeah, just give, he's a great guy. You're not going to be satisfied. Yeah. Uh, just no, FYI. I'm kidding. I'm just joking. It's at least. What would be a term that's not big, not small, but you don't want to say, yeah, you don't want to say average. You don't want to say average. I think there's perfect. How about ideal? How about ideal? I think that's great, but there's this misconception, and my husband and I were actually talking about this, and it's in too many movies and too many shows, and there are too many videos and girls saying this, that girls want a giant, you know, a BFC is this term, right? That's not true. That's not true. I want a giant vagina. That's I want that actually. I want to. There you go. I want to fall in. <laughs> there you go. That's 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 your preference. I would say this. I have an ideal penis, which is what a guy says who's you know three inches. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm just joking. It's, we're cutting this part. Stuart, where do people <laughs> find you? Where do they find you on the social media? Where do they find you? Yeah. So at Stuart Brazzle, and that's S T U U A R T B R A Z E L L. And then, uh, yeah, and then Stuart says, this is the blog, connect, say hi. I do look at the DMs. So it's, I mean, DMs, it's like, a, it was so funny. I didn't even realize that DMs were a thing. And then one day I found them and I'm like, whoa, I'm popular. You're so now I know popular. I always check the, yeah. Well, I am, I'm thrilled to have had you on. I miss you. I don't get to see you enough. Um, I'm actually going to end, normally I would say goodbye to you and then I do a little thing. I want to end the show with you on so let me just say i want to say thank you to brad jaffe for coming on earlier brad check out brad's work he's the best he's everywhere Stuart, you know she you know her you love her she'll be on the red carpet check out her blog check out all this stuff tiktok that's it uh me i'm at the imbiber that's my my gram and then uh wwd underscore podcast podcast uh, when is this going up? Oh yeah, this is going up on it. So I'll be on Adam Corolla. You know, I'm gonna do the Corolla show every month. I'm on Corolla, I believe, on the 24th of January. We're doing three great spirits. I'm gonna have on there. We're gonna be drinking. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else to plug, Stuart? I'm all good. Can I? I'm gonna give you the last word. Have a great New Year, everybody. I learned something. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever made a vision board, Dan, but instead of just looking around and seeing what you're attracted to, actually write stuff down. Like write down your thoughts and manifest. Let's manifest this year, Dan, and see if it works. All the all the Venice people say it does. So that's my let final get, word. On, Let's let me, manifest some shit. Let me get a pen here. Hold on one second. Let me write this down. Date, write down some stuff. Date Stewart's hot friends. <laughs> date Stewart's hot friends. All right, I got it down. I've manifested it. It will happen. We're gonna have you back on after I've gone on a date with one of your hot friends and ru- oh, no, and ruined it. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have the friend on too, and we'll talk about the myriad ways I was a horrible date. I'm sure it's gonna happen. But uh, oh no! Thank you to everybody out there listening, Stewart. Thank you so much for being on, and uh, guys, we'll catch you later. <laughs>